Hey, today we're gonna to be looking at YouTube advertising for car dealers. YouTube is a great way to be able to connect with consumers with your dealership's advertising. And for us, we're gonna be looking at three specific things that you can be doing in 2022. Number one, we're gonna be looking at your content strategy, your creative content strategy for YouTube advertising. We're also gonna look at campaign types, the different types of campaigns that you can be running inside of YouTube. And then we're gonna be looking at the types of the types of audiences that you can create or the targeting to make sure that you get your creative content and campaigns to the right people to influence and add value to your overall digital marketing strategy. So actually today, let's let's do this a little bit differently. Let, let, let's start with number two, number three, and then move into the creative content. So I'm going to go ahead and share my screen with you real quick here and put some information together. So YouTube in 2022, the things that you need to be looking at is the types of ads that you can be presenting to consumers. So most of the time when I talk to car dealers, they think of YouTube advertising as pre-roll. Now pre-roll is a good representation of what video advertising is on YouTube, but it's not really what YouTube advertising is. Uh, YouTube advertising is considered true view advertising, and you can utilize TrueView uh, advertising multiple different ways based on the different types of campaigns. For example, we have in-stream ads. Now, these in-stream ads can either be uh, stoppable or not stoppable ads. Uh, this allows you to kind of pick and choose how you're going to engage with customers based on the individual content. Um, in feed, now this is what they used to call discovery ads. These would be the discovery ads that on a desktop device you'd see on the, the right hand side, almost like display ads and a customer would actually have to click on it to be able to open up that ad. But on mobile devices, these are the videos that are going to be suggested videos, sponsored videos that's going to be underneath or in the feed uh, for a uh, uh, for consumers to be able to discover. And then we have video action ads, which really is just an extension of the in-stream ads. Another thing on the in-stream ads, this can be either the beginning, the middle, or the end of videos. So it's not really pre-roll advertising, which is what we've kind of uh, used to what used to be more of an appropriate name for TrueView video advertising. Now, TrueView video advertising. Uh, the reason they they call it TrueView uh, video advertising because you're paying on a CPV basis. That's a cost per view. Now, when you advertise on YouTube. There's a few different things you're going to want to look at as a as a key performance indicators indicator, which we've discussed on this channel previously. Um, that key performance indicator might be a CPM, which is going to be a cost per 1,000 impressions, uh, but also more importantly, a CPV. Which CPV, which is going to be a cost per view. That cost per view is how you're actually paying for the ability to advertise on YouTube. And you're only going to be paying uh, uh, for a view if it reaches that true view uh, 
uh, a point in the video, which is either going to be 15 seconds of a longer video um, or the end of a video. So if you run a six-second bumper ad, of course, you're going to pay once the customer reaches that six seconds. If you're running a 20, 30, or 60-second ad, you're, you're going to pay once that customer hits 15 seconds. Now, if they skip the ad prior to reaching that, that's not going to be something that you're paying for. Uh, that's going to be like a free impression because they're actually charging you from a cost per view standpoint. So whether it's skippable, not skippable, or for action, or in feed, you're going to be paying for based on that, that overall CPV. Now, I, I am kind of making some generalizations on how this overall process works. Uh, but in this video, I really want to uh, focus on the uh, creative a content that you can be utilizing, the campaign types, and then also the uh, the ability to tailor the overall audience. So how do you get your ads in front of the right people to actually make a difference? So first of all, I'm gonna reshare my screen here. So looking at in-stream, in-stream ads play before, during, uh, or after another video from a YouTube partner, viewers, uh, see five seconds of your video and then have the choice to either keep watching it or they can skip it. You pay when a viewer reaches at least a viewer reaches at least 30 seconds or the end of the video, whichever is shorter, or clicks on a card or other element in the in-stream creative. Uh, so that's another uh, way that uh, you would be paying for that overall impression is if they click on anything inside that ad prior to uh, that uh, that TrueView mark. In feed, which used to be called video discovery ads, now these are going to appear alongside other YouTube videos in YouTube search pages or on websites on the Google Display Network that matches your target audience, which we're going to kind of get into. You're only going to pay when the customer clicks to watch that video. And for action. Now this can be either a skippable or non-skippable ad, and this is where we're going to provide some sort of call to action at the end of the video or even in a card on the video itself. Or on a mobile device, it might even uh, uh, be uh, uh, down below the actual video, giving a customer a call to action button to either fill out a form, go to a specific landing page, or other type of action. Now, so that is um, the types of videos that you can be running. And if you're running YouTube video ads right now, I think it's important uh, for you to understand how you're reaching consumers. So w whether you're running your video advertising yourself directly through uh, Google Ads, and that's something that you're doing in-house, or this is something that you are using either your, your agency, your advertising agency, and they're handling all of that, or you're subbing it out to a video-specific digital marketing partner. Either way, now, these are some things that you might want to be asking is what is, uh, how are we advertising? How are we utilizing our videos on YouTube? Is it in stream? Is it in feed? Are we using any of the, uh, uh, the what used to be called the for action or the video action? What is our CTAs and how are they performing? Another key performance indicator that you should be looking at is that overall CP view. What are you charging cost per view for that? Now, 
Let's move and shift gears a little bit. Let's talk about how you can create an audience for your videos and to make sure that you're getting your video message in front of the right uh, consumers. Now, what I don't recommend that you do is you just draw a circle around the dealership that matches 25 miles and you blast out your advertising to everybody. What you want to be able to do is really tailor be, uh, tailor the advertising to customers that are going to make sense, that's going to build value. That's one of the great things about digital advertising versus cable, TV, other, uh, you know, other uh, broadcast, other ways to be able to reach consumers where it is more of kind of a... Um, a shotgun approach, and you're going to try to hit everybody. What we're recommending is get, let's get really tailored to our uh, uh, creative. So let's talk about some of the different ways that that you can do this. The first is custom affinity. So custom affinity audiences. Um, this is where you can enter topics your audience is interested in to be able to build a custom affinity audience. For example, we have the ability to enter this information in the audience creation tool inside the advertising mechanisms that we use, which is the DV360, uh, 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 Display Video 360, part of the, part of the Google marketing platform. Uh, interests can include um, specific keywords or terms such as new cars, used cars, certified uh, new car dealers, Toyota, if it's a Toyota dealership, right? Toyota, Corolla, a Toyota Camry, Toyota, we can use all your models. Uh, this is going to be where we can align consumers based on overall interests. Now, why that's important is Google, they know how customers are interacting on the YouTube or on the Google platform, which is going to in include YouTube, and based on the customer's search activity, what they're clicking on, what websites are going to, what emails they're getting from uh, in the e uh, Gmail platform, all of these things are going to be um, submitting and generating intent signals. And it's those intent signals that we're able to tie into based on um, these overall interests in the custom affinity audience. Another thing that we can do, Google have ac has access to, uh, if you're logged in utilizing your Google uh, your, uh, your Google user, your Gmail user, uh, and or if you're utilizing Google Chrome as your browser, they're going to be able to see that you're going to specific URLs, toyota.com, honda.com, cars.com, autotrader.com. Now, all of this is done, you know, very um, anonymously, and they really look at you as like this anonymous user. And it's that anonymous user that ultimately gets put into these different audience categories that we as marketers can target. So based on your online activity, based on email uh, that you might be getting in your Gmail account, we can anonymously target you as somebody that has an affinity towards purchasing a new vehicle. Now, another thing that we can do is... And the way that we utilize these interest categories is we'll use your dealership website. We can actually go in and look at all of the search terms that people use to get to your dealership's website through the Google Search Console. We can go in and we can pull down the top uh, uh, search terms that people are using to get to your dealership website and then utilize those to be able to build 
a custom affinity audience. So for example, here's uh, some search terms people use to get to one of our dealership websites, and that would be new car, new car dealer, Honda Civic, Honda Accord, Honda Odyssey, Honda Pilot, um, review, uh, a car reviews, sedans, hatchback, SUV, minivan, uh, uh, dealership name, CarMax, um, what else? Uh, CRV, uh, Ridgeline, um, uh, I mean, a lot of city names in here. Uh, a lot of uh, uh, model names we're finding in here. Uh, bad credit car dealerships. Uh, bad credit car dealerships. Tampa, Florida. Uh, buy a car with bad credit. So a lot of credit terms in this top search terms that customers are using to get to the dealership website. So we can pull all that in. We create that as interest categories that can help us build this custom affinity audience. We can do the same thing where, where we have created a list of all OEM websites plus the top 20 OEM shopping and research sites. Um, so all of these are going to be included in the URLs that we'd be targeting. So anybody in your geo, so let's say we go up that 25 miles, and anybody that has um, tar uh, uh, searched for and gone to any of these websites, such as Honda.com, CarMax, Cars.com, AutoTrader, Autos.Yahoo.com, KBB.com, Edmunds.com, Autoblog.com, all of these, we can create this custom affinity audience. Now, another thing that's really cool, too, is we can also target apps from the Google Play um, uh, 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 app store. So there's a lot of auto-centric ads that you might, or apps, that we can target customers that have downloaded these onto their mobile devices. So, for example, uh, Carvana, TrueCar, um, uh, what else, AutoTrader, Cars for Sale, uh, CarMax, uh, Edmunds Reviews, uh, FlexDrive. I mean, there's a lot of different apps that are available for people to download that are uh, automotive uh, specific. And we also use those to create these uh, uh, custom affinity audiences. All right, so now what we're going to do is we're going to start to look at um, in-market consumers. Now, there's many different ways that Google and YouTube can identify consumers to uh, put into these audience buckets that allow us to target. Now, of course, we can take all of the Google platforms, whether that's going to be um, Google Ads, Gmail, Google Play, um, uh, YouTube, uh, I forget all of them, but all of the eight different plat Google platforms right now, what they do is they look at bringing all of the data of those uh, of those platforms and they create um, these uh, monthly intent signals. So based on what they've downloaded, based on what emails they're getting, what they have searched, um, what URLs uh, they have logged into, um, uh, Chrome, all of this goes into these data insights. The data insights actually expand over 5,000 different indices for these uh, online activities. And then based on their proprietary kind of black box way of creating these insights, they take these down and then they create uh, insights based on 
in market activity and that might be in market to finance a vehicle in market to buy a vehicle to lease a vehicle to service a vehicle and then they can also tie that all the way down to uh, uh, the types of brands that a customer is looking at and they also continue to monitor all of that activity and they have these real-time identifiers that really shift a customer from being in market to purchase a vehicle to have purchased a vehicle. And then they can move that customer out of the in market to buy um, to, to a different type of uh, uh, audience bucket. So the cool thing about the way that the YouTube advertising platform and the Google marketing platform uh, works is that the consumers are always coming into these audiences and moving out of the audiences based on whatever that customer's online activity is. Um, so we get to leverage all of these uh, audience signals, as you can see here, uh, we, can, we can leverage all of these audience signals to be able to make sure that we're targeting the right people. So um, we can narrow down the scope and go deeper to be able to access all in-market audiences, kind of from a general standpoint, all the way down to uh, specific uh, specifics across all of the OEMs and brands. Now, another type of audience that we can uh, target is custom intent. So custom intent, uh, this specifically is going to be a true view audience that we can target. And this is going to include... Uh, uh, keywords your audience is searching for on google.com. So this is kind of a newer way to be able to target uh, consumers. This came out, I want to say, a couple years ago in 2020. But if you think about how customers are searching out and looking for uh, vehicles online, um, and they're going to go to google.com and they're going to search. And then based on those search terms, we're able to create audiences. So this is really cool if you think about it. So if you have a customer that is searching out your competition's uh, uh, name or URL, we're able to capture those customers and then put them into an audience. So from a targeting standpoint, this almost kind of becomes a holy grail, right? Where if customer is going to google.com or going into uh, a Chrome and they're entering in your competition's name, wouldn't it be cool if we could take that customer, drop them into that audience, and then the next time that they're on YouTube, we can serve that customer up one of your ads. It's almost like doing retargeting on google.com. Uh, so, so again, this is a new type of audience that we can uh, target called a custom intent. Uh, so we can start with at least 50 keywords from your Google search campaigns. Uh, we can enter more general keywords if you prefer to reach as many people as possible. For example, if you own a sporting goods store, you might want to choose general keywords like basketball shoes instead of something more specific like discount blue high top basketball shoes. So again, this is a way to be able to utilize custom intent for a true view audience. 
What we do is we look to take the top 100 keywords from a Google search ads account for each dealership. And then we're going to uh, revisit and review that information monthly and make sure that we're constantly updating that information in the YouTube digital marketing platform to make sure it's in line with the current trends and the uh, what's currently happening in the marketplace. Because we know that search terms that customers are using today might be a little bit different than it was six months ago or six years ago. Now, let's talk about first-party audiences. Now, first-party audiences is... Uh, if you think about it, is this is where you are going to be connecting with consumers directly. So just uh, first party to you, how you can capture those and put them onto a face or a, uh, a YouTube audience is pretty simple if you know how to do it. And that is to take the um, a, a specific pixel or code from a YouTube and put that onto your dealership's website. And depending on how you're utilizing um, uh, 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 that kind of entire uh, um, Google universe, you can even do that from your Google Analytics uh, script that's on your dealership's website. You can generate uh, an audience based on uh, first-party visitors to your dealership website using Google Analytics, or you can get a specific Google Ads uh, integration through Google Tag Manager, uh, or if you're like us and you're using the Google Marketing Platform, you might want to look at utilizing the Floodlight Tag system, which gives you actually access to a ton more data. Um, but in its most basic sense is we can do first-party audience retargeting on YouTube. So, so one of the things I say all the time is a dealership is going to spend thousands of dollars driving traffic to a dealership's website. And then on average, those customers are going to spend two, three, maybe four minutes on your dealership website, then they're going to leave. So it's like, what's going to happen to that customer after they leave? And that's where a very strong remarketing strategy can pick up. And that can be across um, Facebook and social media marketing. It can be across uh, Google dis the Google Display Network with um, a, a retargeting display campaign. And it can also be a, a search campaign. So we have a retargeting for search ads program uh, where you can actually show customers different ads based on already visiting your dealership website versus you know, direct conquesting. And in addition to that, you can do video advertising through the YouTube advertising platform. So customer visits your dealership's website, maybe they look at a particular vehicle, and then they leave. And maybe the next day, when they're uh, thinking about buying a car, they go to YouTube, they're starting to look at some reviews. And then all of a sudden, they see your video ad showing up in a retargeting format. So that's going to be what is considered uh, first party audiences. So first party audience lists are built using data you collect from your own website. While the data is yours, which is first party, Google uh, only supports certain use cases for moving audience lists or segments between products. For example, Google ads, remarketing or retargeting uh, lists can be shared with display and video 360 
360 advertiser. So that's DV360, part of the Google marketing platform that is from Google Ads or Google Analytics. Website visitors, clicked searched ads, clicked on display ads, or YouTube channel visitors. That's another way that we can create uh, uh, consumer audiences. Even from people that visit your YouTube channel, uh, we can create a, uh, an, an audience based on that first-party data. So um, we can also look at removed the exclusion of converted visitors. So if we have already converted a customer to a, uh, to a lead, we can change the way that we're targeting uh, that customer based on the content that we're providing. One really good use, uh, use case is this is our $25 Visa Reward Card SRP retargeting. We only retarget customers that have not yet converted into leads with that type of ad. Uh, so that is available. Uh, removing converted choppers is considered a best practice to re reduce digital waste. Uh, making sure that you're not taking the shotgun approach and blasting out your uh, video advertising or any of your digital advertising to just anybody within, let's say, a 25-mile radius we can exclude based on online activity. Um, so that's one way that we can uh, do that. Now, what we can also do is we can update CRM data for targeting sold and unsold showroom customers, for example, for the last 36 months. We can match to advertisable cookies and include as additional first-party um, uh, targeting audiences. So utilizing your CRM data, we can download that, we can anonymously upload that into the uh, Google marketing platform, and we can create these custom audiences based on your data. So what they do with that information is they'll go out and try to match. And they and right now, they're able to match in excess of 50% of whatever that customer data list is, first name, last name, email address, phone number, um, uh, that type of information, general uh, personal information. And then we can create an audience based on that offline data. So we're using online data, offline data to be able to create these uh, different audiences. Now, what we can do is uh, we can create similar audiences. Like I mentioned earlier, Google has the ability to bring in all of these different data points or insights into individuals and their online activity. And when we bring in a first-party audience like visitors uh, to your dealership website or even customers from your dealership's CRM. They can download that, they find that customer, and if they can match them to like that Google uh, individual profile, then they can look at all of these different insights from that consumer. And then they can match with other, uh, other people that are outside that list that has kind of a, a, a very similar profile. And that's called similar audiences. Uh, so similar audiences um, combine your first party, uh, first party audience data, such as website visitors or past purchasers, Google's rich, rich audience data, and intelligent lookalike modeling algorithm, uh, is used to build a custom audience of users who are likely to engage, click, or convert from your advertisements. Similar audiences created and targeted. Website visitors 
uh, people who clicked search ads, clicked on display ads, YouTube channel visitors, and matched CRM data. So that is a similar audiences. So that is going to kind of wrap up that second part of our uh, our conversation today. First being um, the campaign types from uh, in-stream to in-feed and video action, and then being able to target the right consumers. Now we need to look at the overall content. So now you have the types of campaigns that you want to run. We have the audiences built out. Now what 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 content are you going to be presenting uh, to those consumers? So what I'm going to do real quick, I'm just going to pull up a different page here and uh, share my screen again. So this is uh, something that we've discussed here on the channel quite a few times, and that is our, uh, our, our companion website. Our companion website is designed to, uh, to lock right onto your dealership's website and be a companion, provide additional pages, add SEO value, add video SEO um, to, uh, your, uh, to your dealership's website. One of the ways that we do that is include these video advertisements. Now, the video advertisements I'm going to share with you right now are an example of the videos that we create for our uh, dealerships. And it's going to include multiple uh, size ads and multiple ad content. Let me just go ahead and get one of these pulled up. Right now at Brandon Hug. Pause the audio real quick. And the reason I want to do that is I just want to share with you how these videos look and talk you talk to you about a little bit. So this is going to be the 1920 by 1080 example I have up right now. We're also going to look at a uh, a 1080 by 1080 version of this ad, which is optimized for mobile. All of our videos are 20 seconds, and some specific things are going to happen at specific times in the video. The first thing that we want to do is we want to catch the customer's attention. We do that with some, kind of some bold graphics in your OEM color, so you can see with a blue. And we want to get past that five or six second uh, to be able to create some um, interest in allowing this video to continue so the customer isn't just ready to click through on this and, and click on that skip button. So I'm going to go ahead and play just a few first seconds of this video right now. Right now at Brandon Honda, you can get low APR financing with zero down payment on new Honda. Okay, so boom, this puts us at six seconds. Now, so this is exactly what's gonna happen right at the time that that customer could go ahead and click on that. So a lot of excitement has already happened. A lot of things have already been uh, presented and right at that six second mark is when the offer is gonna be coming in. So we feel that that is gonna be one of those additional things that's gonna keep that customer engaging in that video ad and at that exact same time New Honda. that's when that that um, confetti is going to kind of explode so you can kind of see how that's going to come out New Honda. capture that plus receive attention. over $5,000 uh, so we have that opportunity to show that ad so already we got your dealership's branding we got the in big bold letters the type of vehicle uh, and then we have that uh, that um, engagement Dollars and benefits gonna, and saving. This is going to continue to go on. I know that audio is going to be playing. So I'll go ahead and let this play the rest of the way now. With our Advantage Club, backed by a real nationwide lifetime warranty. Get all the facts at BrandonHonda.com. 
Now, this is really interesting too. So with the video, we know that there's a very low amount of customers are actually going to click on the ad. So the video doesn't become like a button where you click on it. Now we're going to be running so for we're going to be running some uh, um, um, some video action campaigns that actually does put a button on here. And we're going to be tracking that a different way. But what we're going to be utilizing here is this call to action. What do we want the customer to do? Well, what we want the customer to do is open up their browser and then go to your dealership's website. So that's why we have this as the call to action. Get all the facts at brandonhonda.com. So that becomes that call to action where a customer can interact. Now, another thing that we've done is we understand that only 85% of customers, or fully 85% of customers are not going to be watching videos on Facebook, and we know that that transitions over to YouTube as well, with audio on. So this is going to be able to give us the ability to have really the full value, even if the audio is off, uh, because we're going to be utilizing these ads not only on YouTube, but on Facebook as well. So that's another thing that we do from a call to action standpoint is get the customer to go to your dealership's URL. Excuse me. All right. So um, uh, the last thing I'm going to do is let me share with you uh, what, what these look like on a, a mobile device. So I, I have an example here. And I'm going to go ahead and play uh, this for you right now. It's the same video, but in a 1080 by 1080. And we'll get the audio down here for you as well. Right now at Audi Tampa, you can get amazing offers on the entire Audi lineup. Plus, receive the Audi Tampa guarantee, including complimentary pickup and delivery, a three-day exchange policy, and much more. Experience the lifestyle at AudiTampa.com. So the importance that we've seen there is, um, number one, we have a mobile-optimized size. So it's, it's a square video ad, which is going to be great for social media marketing, but also great for mobile device with YouTube. Because it's square and it's not a full... Uh, 1080 by 1920, this also gives us the ability to have this run um, uh, in a in-feed video ad as well as inside of like a stories or a shorts uh, position. So it kind of crosses the border between the traditional size video ad and the, the, the full portrait ad. And every video that we create across all of the different offers, uh, you know, like we looked at here, you know, nine or 10 different model offers, nine or, uh, nine or 10 uh, uh, 1080 by 1080s, nine or 10 uh, 1080 by 1080 videos, a lot of different video ads. And this is not only going to add the ability for paid content, but this also becomes organic content. For your YouTube channel, you can see all of the paid views on your YouTube channel. Uh, and when we load them into this, uh, our, uh, our, um, our companion site, so for example, if we go to the companion homepage, we can go right in here, go down to video specials. Well, the way that we embed these uh, videos on that companion site, it becomes video SEO. 
uh, with the the title, the description, and the way that we can constantly up uh, update and upload those. These can actually show in search results uh, for free from an organic standpoint. Now, this video is a little bit longer than usual. We had three specific things that I wanted to cover with you today. Number one, a creative content strategy. Number two, uh, the campaign types that you can be running and should be running in 2022 for YouTube advertising. And then the last thing is audience targeting. I appreciate your time watching these videos. You're going to find this video plus many others at entice.com.